gospel here. It's all gospel, and I appreciate it. And we're going to read something about this this morning in the words of Jesus. And I trust today God will help you and strengthen you and encourage you. John chapter 3, verse 1, stand and let's read together in reverence to the reading of the Word of God. Don't stand toward me, just stand toward the Lord today. John chapter 3, verse 1 said, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night. And said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, which is a double authoritative statement, says truly, truly, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Verse 7 said, Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. You can be seated. Our Father, as we bow in Your divine holy presence, I pray, God, You'd give us wisdom and understanding to preach what we need, not what we particularly want to hear. Not what we even think we need. But God give us a challenging message today that we might go out of here refreshed, strengthened, encouraged, and Lord challenged to stand in the gap and make up the hedge because Lord we know we are in the last days. And certainly Lord we know we are living in troublous times, perilous times. Men have turned away from you. They've turned everything else under the sun. Not many want to hear you. Lord, we thank you for the goodness of God and for the mercy of God. We give you the praise and the glory. Have thine own will and way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to look at some things. First of all, I want to give you just a little bit of things I know you know about. I'm going to preach on some things I know this morning. Some things I don't know and what we need to do about it. That may sound strange, but that's where the Lord's put my heart. I was reading this morning early, and they said, and uh, this is just by way of introduction and by the way of information, 55 people have died in the United States of America since they started the vaccines of the coronavirus. They won't, anybody heard that? They hadn't heard it? Yeah, major news won't tell you them things. But keep that in mind. Uh, the reason I wanted to mention that is because I run into some this week and they said, can't hardly wait to get the shot, can't hardly wait to get the shot. 
You can have it if you want it. And that's up to you. I seen a fellow yesterday morning and he said to me, and I'm not advocating you not take it. I believe that's something that's between you and God. And I know what it is between me and God. And uh, you said, they may make me. Amen. They hog tie me. You ever seen them get on a horse and ride down through there and throw a rope around a, a steer or a little calf or something and jerk him and he hit the ground and they jump off the horse and wrap up his legs? That's about what they're going to have to do to get that in me. Amen. Uh, you can do what you want. You said, crazy preacher, leave me alone. I'm happy. <laughs> I just want you to know, I know what I know. I'm going to tell you what I have seen and what I know. We've watched a big change in America. I even noticed this week they've taken some preachers off of YouTube for the messages they've preached. One morning I read where it said 70,000 was taken off Facebook. And I seen some talking about they had to be careful how they said things or they was going to be taken off as well. And you got to meet their criteria. Now I got to looking at that and I thought liberties are quickly leaving us. They don't like them. The president that we've had and still have. I said still have. And uh, they don't like him. They've tried to do anything they could to keep him, you know, quiet. And isn't it amazing? Try to impeach somebody when they're just going to be leaving office anyhow, if they thought. I do know that as of last night, 20 something thousand soldiers was in. Washington, and they're looking for 30,000. Anybody heard that? Some of you have. First time we've ever had that much troop participation in any inauguration in days past. Yep. And uh, it shouldn't take no 30,000 soldiers to knock out a few little Antifa knocking out windows. I do know them things. I'm telling you what I know. I know that they're trying to shut the communication down. I've been preaching against Twitter and Facebook and all that for years. And uh, that don't bother me a bit for them to cut that out. (laughs) Amen. But it's the principle and the reason they're doing it. Is what bothers me. And I don't know if you know this or not, but I looked up the highest, I guess the most, what do you call richest people in the world. One day on the top of the list, it'd be Elon Musk. The next day, it'll be Jeff Bezos. What's his name? Bezos. Next day it'll be Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk. They're running close to each other. One of them's got 188 billion, the other 184 billion, and they uh, a pocket change with each other. Pocket change, billions. 
I can't understand that much. That's beyond my human intelligence. One of the next top men in the communication world as well is Bill Gates. 120 billion. Jeff Bezos is with Amazon. In case you don't know who that is. You're piddling around with Amazon all the time. And most everybody in here likes Amazon because they send it pretty quickly. And uh, you're keeping them financed. Amazon's one of the ones that cut uh, yeah, parlor out. Real nice folks. Bill Gates is in a world of iniquity. I'm not going to get into that. I'm not stating uh, bad words this morning. I am telling you the truth. You study what I'm telling you. Another one that's right up on top of all that is a man by the name of Mark Zuckerberg. Amen. He's one that's running Facebook. At 92 billion. And then there's another by the name of Larry Page at 76 billion who's in charge of Google. Now some of y'all know all this, so you know I'm not trying to state anything that's not right. I'm just telling you things I know. Isn't it strange that people that are in that caliber today can shut down and tell you what you can say and can't say and what is right in your speech and what's wrong in your speech? I knew, I do know problems are coming. I've heard about everything. I've been told and I've been told that Trump's rising up, going to take the White House and going to stay in and I can go into details of what I've heard. I've even heard also, you said you can't believe everything here. That's right. But with 30,000 soldiers in Washington, something big is about to take place, and this is the week of it. On the other hand, somebody said they're going to inaugurate Mr. Biden. And when they inaugurate him, he's going to turn around and turn America over to China. And we're under China control I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just telling you what they say. I don't know this stuff. I'm just telling you what I've heard. And that China has places in the Midwest that they've got where they can launch missiles. And they have placed the Patriot missiles in Tennessee and in North Georgia. I thought that'd get your attention. Now, that's what I heard. You said, preacher, you believe that? Don't know. You open up my head and question marks will fall out. Huh? And then I heard that Mr. Biden is going to be sworn in, do all this stuff he's going to do in a hundred days, reverse everything, and then turn it over. To China, who's got troops already in 
Mexico and across the borders waiting to come in. I do know there is a national unrest with America and China at the present. You can take all that for what it's worth. And the reason I'm mentioning all that, and I'll tell you in just a minute. Those are things that I've heard. And if I told you everything I heard, I'd look, I'd put my head down and pick it back up. Most of you'd be under the pew or out the door. They can put it in such a manner. But I do know this, that the mayor of Washington asked for more troops for the inauguration, and she got them easily. Now she's saying don't need any more. And Mr. Trump says we need some more. I do also know that they done put seven foot wall a fence and wire up the streets of Washington and it's shut down. You can't get in there. Something's going to happen this week. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to tell you what I know that we should do. That's one of them. And uh, you say you're telling me that to scare me. No, I'm not. It's a crazy world. Something's fixing to take place one way or the other. And I don't like the outcome of most of them. But I'm going to go back to what I know now. In John, Jesus said, well, let me read something else before we come back to that. Let's turn to 1 Thessalonians. I've already told you there's things that you're probably going to go out and question them out, and I don't want you going out. You're going to go out with as many question marks about what's going to take place as I do. I don't have a crystal ball. I hadn't went and seen no uh, witch. I hadn't run no Ouija boards and don't intend to. I hadn't been to the palm reader's house. I'm not even listening to what the so-called prophets say today. I believe we're out of the days of the prophets. I believe it's preachers and the Word of God is all we need. I hadn't dreamed a dream. I haven't had a vision. I have had some nights I didn't sleep good. But I'm trying to follow the leading that I have. In these last days, God has spoken to us through His Word and through His Son. In 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4, verse 13, it said, But I would not have you to be ignorant. If I know anything today, many of God's people are just playing out, Hey, I want to say this today, and I don't mean nothing being disrespectful to you or anybody else. Ignorant. But I would not have you to be ignorant. And he goes on to say something. Brethren. That means that's the believers. You're not talking the world. You don't understand why they're ignorant. By the way, we talk about patriots. And I appreciate patriots. But there's a lot of patriots today don't even know God. I hate that. 
I would to God they were saved. And I hear people say we shouldn't get involved in any kind of revolution. And I don't believe in we ought to be taking up arms. But there may be a time that we have to. And somebody said, I don't think Christians ought to do that. They started this country with that. And they'll say to me, you shouldn't have politics and gospel in the pulpit. And I'm going to say, hey, they both go hand in hand. When when the politics is against the gospel, then I've got to be against the politics. Amen. Now you listen to me. I've studied a lot of this stuff and... I wish I didn't see what I see. I wish I didn't have to say what I'm saying. But we've got a lot of spiritual ignorance. And so in the day of Paul and Thessalonica, they didn't know what happened to the people that were dying. They had some confusion. They didn't know what was going on. And they were looking at this thing. What's going on? They, They had all kinds of ideas. So Paul straightens the record. He said, but I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, those who are dead, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Don't sit around and sorrow because of your loved ones you've lost, like everybody else does. He said, but if we believe, but if we believe, get that fixed in your mind, but if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with Him. Amen. If you planted a loved one in the cemetery, or you buried a friend or a family member of some sort, or some special character in your life, don't sorrow. Don't sorrow for that. If you believe in Jesus Christ, that He rose again, and you do, don't you? Amen. Then God is going to bring them to sleep. With him. The Bible said in verse 15, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. We won't prevent them nor precede them. We can't stop it. This is ironclad. It's fixed. This I know. This I know. For the Lord himself, not an imposter, not somebody else. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Those who are in the cemetery are coming up first. Then we, in verse 17, which are alive and remain shall be called up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now one fellow misinterpreted that one day and said, we're going to hang around in the air. He said, the Lord's going to call us up in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. He didn't get to be with the Lord part. He got the part we're going to be in the air. I mean, you misquote the Scriptures and misconstrue it and misinterpret it. Then in verse number 18, and this is why I read every bit of it, verse 18 said this. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. These are words that I know, and I want to comfort you with that. Now, I'm going to give you some things while we're waiting on this to happen in 1 Thessalonians. I'm going to give you some things that we need to do. Number one, 
We need to prepare. I trust that everybody in here now, you know what these fellas has come across with all these little theories? They said you need to get you at least two weeks worth of groceries. I told you all that last week. I don't know what's going to take place, but having two weeks of groceries in your house ain't going to hurt you. Matter of fact, uh, I took so much pride in it this week, I went back and got me some more. I believe I could take three or four weeks now. Got me some water. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Power goes off. Amen. I have something to make my coffee with. Amen. I mean, I may stink like a, uh, I mean like a dead dog, but I'm going to drink my coffee. Amen. If I got water, don't I be knocking on your door? But they said, uh, get any extra money in your pocket. Help you. That ain't gonna hurt you either if you got any. Most of us ain't got no extra, so that didn't fit in the picture, you see. And, uh, they said other things, just telling all that and, and these doomsdayers and all these folks said, now gotta get all this and we put, and some of y'all put up some of y'all got stuff packed away now. And uh, them grows the last 25 years, you, if it goes on pretty good. Amen. And I'm not complaining and, talk, and knocking that. Amen. Some of the stuff that I bought, I, I ain't all that crazy about some of it. But it'll keep me alive. And uh, in my case, I can't cook no hell, so I hope we can. And I know all this, and, and they, they're prepping. And they'll tell you how to do this and how, you know, you need worms and things like that to uh, stay alive. And they're going on, I've even mentioned this in pulpit here before, they keep telling you to do all this stuff and learn how to survive. But I hadn't heard none of them lately saying, first thing you need to do is make sure that you know Jesus Christ is your Savior. And when I say prepare this morning, everybody in this building stop and think and look at me. You need to make sure you're ready to die. I'm not saying they're going to kill you. I don't know that. But I I got this. You don't have no, you don't have no assurance you're going to get out of that door back there when this service is over. And I'm not saying somebody's going to break in. We got door locked, but they can climb in the wall. That ain't even what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you've got a heart down in there in your shoulders, between your shoulder blades, and I want you to know God can put a stop to it. You can draw your last breath. And uh, if you just knew how close your number is coming up to God anyhow, you'd be doing something. Some of you think you're going to live to be 120 and beat all records. You set the Guinness Borough Book of Record, but what's that going to do when you're dead? Are you with me? I believe the first thing we need to do is get ready and prepare for the coming of the Lord or for death. One of the two. One's going to get you. I don't know which one's going to catch you first, but one of them will catch you. You said, how do you know we need to do that? Well, a fellow on the stage stepped out one day and said, uh, Prepare to meet thy God. You know who that was, don't you? 
Amos, wasn't it? Huh? Y'all don't know? Prepare to meet thy God. Amos. Amen. John the Baptist said, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven's at hand. Luke said, I tell you nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Jesus said, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. There's a difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. And I won't preach on that this morning. Go home and look it up. i got to give you a little bit to study on. And uh, Paul said, in the Word of God, he said to us that we need to repent. He said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Isaiah said in chapter 45 and verse 22, Be ye saved, all inhabitants of the earth. And he tells us in chapter 1, Come, let us reason together, saith the Lord. My Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, is telling us that we need to prepare to die. And if you ain't prepared to die, you, can't, you won't be prepared to live. A lot of people trying to live and had not prepared to die. And they get in trouble. Let's turn to Romans chapter 10. I just want to give you a little outline, then we'll go home. Romans chapter 10. Paul says in verse number 9, Romans 10, 9 and 10, you've heard it, read it, can probably quote it. Talk to many souls about it. Paul said that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and shalt believe in thine heart, not your head, that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The Bible said in chapter 10, verse 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen and amen. Now give God the praise and the glory. We need to prepare. I don't know what's going to take place, but this is the week of reckoning, I guess, for all that. This time next week, we may not know much more than we do now, but I believe we'll know more. Amen. You may have about as many questions next week on something else. And when all this is getting over, there's going to be other things that's going to come up that's going to get your attention. The devil will see to it. But today I want to get your attention to making sure you're prepared not to face the problems this week, but to face eternity. I've said on the situation in America, I've said it for weeks if not months. I've never seen an election like we've got. I've never seen a turmoil like we've got in a nation. But the only thing that's going to satisfy and settle this thing is for the Lord Himself to come. Amen. And get us. That's probably the main thing. Amen of all of it. And He may not choose to do that this week. But we will be delivered. God will have to intervene. 
And uh, one side, they called it the left, and the other side calls it the right, and I guess that's because of the side they're on. I call it right and wrong. Most folks in America is not on neither right nor left. They're in the middle. And they don't know what's going on. Now, we want to believe we'd fight against right and left and take a stand, but I want to tell you something. I want God to intervene in the middle of this thing, and I'm trusting for it. And I've looked at the people who have been praying for this nation for months now. No telling how many times I went down the road. It seemed like it hits me when I'm driving. And I'm driving down the road, and I'm saying, Oh, God, don't let them take our liberties from us. I like this country. Don't let them take what I've preached and stood for. Did I tell you a little earlier that the, I know some preachers that have been taken off of YouTube this week? I think I said that a while ago. Somebody, do you remember a few weeks ago I preached a sermon on a Sunday night? It said David, Cyrus, and Trump. You remember that sermon I preached? I put it on audio, on sermon audio. Had quite a few hits. People have been pre- listening to it. And the other day I went to our website on YouTube where it's got our church services going. When we did, we don't put none on there now, but we did. And when I called it up, there's that sermon with a flag saying, The Blood, the Blessed Hope. And somebody has taken that message, didn't take it off of Sermon Audio, but they copied it and put it on YouTube. And I've been watching that one. Because I didn't give them the permission to do it, but I don't have no problem with it. Anything I preach, you can slap the devil with it anytime you want to. Poke him between the eyes, you want to. Somebody thought it was important enough to take it off that and put it on YouTube where it get more hits. And it's been hit pretty good. But things like that, I'll, I'll keep watching to see if they've taken it down. And they will. Right. We continue to go on like this. It's coming. Socialistic system is headed our way. If God don't, if God don't, if God don't intervene. And the church will see, I'm not calling about tribulation. Everybody going to say, well, we're in tribulation. No, be, be uh, persecution. This ain't the first time that the saints of God have gone through persecution. Yea, and all that live godly might, could, maybe, Shall, he said, suffer persecution. So we need to prepare for it. Secondly, we need to proclaim what the Lord has done for us. That's one of the areas we've messed up on. And that's why the liberals and the modernists and the New Agers and all that crowd has got their toehold and foothold. Because we've kept our mouth shut. That's right. 
Even people that believe in the truth and stand for the truth personally and in their homes have cowed down. I'll tell you this much right now. For the last four years and even before that, when Mr. Trump, now I won't tell you this, I've said this over and over and over. He, I don't say, I have never said, I said he's not God's man, but he's certainly in God's plan. He's done more than any president I've ever seen do in a four year term. But in all those years, when, when he first come out to, when he first come out and run for the presidency, you had question marks in your head just like everybody else did. And uh, you didn't discuss who you was voting for. Matter of fact, you kind of kept it a little quiet. Because this country had a little fear and you didn't want to mention his name. And that fear is still here. It's not been, but in the last couple of years or so that people have come out. Of course, it's been four years. People have been backing him up, and I appreciate that. Thank God for it. Have nothing against that. I mean, I guarantee you, he can draw a bigger crowd than I can. Draw a bigger crowd than about any politician I know of. They like him. And I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying, I've seen it. But guess what? You have people today that wouldn't say anything. They like him. They love him. But they wouldn't mention it out in public. Some of y'all voted for him and you didn't even want to put a sign of him in your yard because your neighbors might not like it. Boy, it got quiet there. How about that? Amen for you. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? That's where it's at. And people are not wanting to voice. Well, the, the reason that is is because you haven't been standing up for Jesus for all these years. He's more controversial than our president. You know, you go out and play. I was, <laughs> had a little interesting thing to happen this week. I went to a place and stopped at a place in Tacoa. It had a bunch of stuff in his salvage, not salvage, but his surplus-like and never been for Ollie's. You say, you know Ollie's? Never been in it. But I went to see Ollie this week. <laughs> and I got my buggy and running around in there. And I hear people, I, I'm just looking. I'm looking at all this stuff. They got stuff I ain't never seen before. Pretty good buys on a lot of it. And I started loading my buggy down with some of it. That, that's in my stash. <laughs> and uh, got me some more uh, detergent to wash with and all that stuff. Hey, I tried it out yet. Pretty good. I'm going to go back and give me some more of it. It works. Everybody's got to have Tide and Whip or him high. Mm, that other stuff will wash your clothes too. Maybe I did, maybe I already said that a little louder. Some of y'all ain't learned that yet. <laughs> but guess I kept hearing somebody mumbling back down through there, and this buggy kept getting a little closer. And this fella had him on his had his diaper on his face, and his wife's behind him, and they're walking, pushing that buggy around through there. And I keep hearing him. And he's saying things. I 
Uh, I don't believe, and then I, I got it clear enough, and about every third word he is mentioning a, a bad word or two. And I said, now I can't take this. I, I just can't stand that. If you can't talk to me with good language, don't even waste your time. I used to do that stuff myself. And I can't stand bad language. So I got enough of it. I kept pushing my buggy the first time on down a little bit further. Got on down about two aisles. And, but he come, I, I, I slowed down and he come on down. Now he ain't talking to me. He don't even know I'm in the world. But I got enough of it. And I walked back there to him and I said, Hey, sir, how you doing? He said, Fine. I said, Out shopping? Yes, sir. Like that. That's a good place. Got a lot of things in here. Yep, yep. I said, Sir, I'm a Baptist preacher. And I'm kind of sensitive. And I just wanted to say this one thing. God's last name is not damn. Oh, amen. That's right. Amen. He said, what? I said, God's last name is not damn. And his wife jumped in and says, oh, he don't mean nothing by that. He don't mean nothing by that's just what he. That's just the way he talks. And I said, well, please. Say it under your breath till I get out of here. I thought he'd probably chew me out and jump on me. Been two old men a-fighting in jail somewhere. But... <laughs> he shut his mouth. Didn't say anything. He did say at the end, said, I'm sorry. He knew he was wrong. And I wasn't trying to be a smart idiot, but I just can't stand that stuff. You've been in a restaurant like that, I'd have got to move tables. I'd have went somewhere else or told him, tell that man to shut his mouth or I'm leaving. Well, the second thing we need to do is proclaim it. We need to tell Jesus or tell people about Jesus. We need to testify. We need to preach. We need uh, to proclaim Him. The Bible said it's the good news. We need to tell the good news. We need to be a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. you believe that? I'll be saving grace. If God saved you, if you're prepared, He saved you. Now you need to go proclaim it. Number three, you need to pray. Now this is going to get us through this week if we'll do it. And from weeks on. Pray. Pray without ceasing. Pray constantly. Pray daily. Pray nightly. Every waking moment, you pray. And you pray. And when you think you've prayed enough, Pray some more. You can't pray and play at the same time. You can't pray and be mad with a bad spirit. Won't do no good. Well, you're praying God will get you at the right place. I say, God help me to have the right attitude, the right motive, the right thing about this. Oh, listen, I I despise what they're doing to my nation. But I don't want to fall in the same boat they're in today. I don't mind telling them. Don't mind telling you what I feel and how it is. But I want to pray. Praying can get more done. I said a while ago, going down the road, I say, Oh God, don't let them take our nation. Oh God, don't let them take all this away from. Oh God, don't let them. I've got children. I've got grandkids. Grand, great grandchildren. I want God to intervene. Hey, I'm not going to be here long. I can tough it out. 
oh God, don't take away the heritage that I've been trying to leave. I don't know where that is. What's that? One, two, three. I'll give you number four. We need to do everything we do to please God. Most of the times you're trying to please your wife, please your husband, please, please your children, please your parents, please somebody you work with, please man. But God teaches us we need to please God. Whatever I need to do to please God, that's what I need to do. What is that, preacher? Amen. Just get in that book and stay with Him and walk in His precepts. Find the old past and stay with them. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't give out. And just keep a going. Press toward the mark for the prize, the high calling of God. Don't throw in the towel. Don't get weak. Don't get wobbly. Stay with God. Then number five, this is what we need to do. We need to praise God. Sometimes I can't praise God. Look at, I look at the situation and circumstance and I say, Lord, I can't praise. Did you know when you're praising God, you can't, you can't be mad and upset? We put Him in the proper place that He's supposed to be in our heart, taking rule and reign upon our soul. We'll watch God do some things. I just want to stand back and see the salvation of the Lord. And the hand of God and God can guide and direct everything. Now, I don't know what's going to happen this week. Neither do you, really. Somebody said they're going to get all them in there and keep them riders out. I don't, I don't think the Democrats know they need that many. Amen. Something big fixing to go down. Troops coming in from everywhere. I'm not alarmist, but I am alarmed. <laughs> Amen. And these right here will work. This is a good menu for you this week. It'll take care of you. It'll take care of you. You said, preacher, I don't believe there's nothing to it. Don't believe in it. Well, it may not be. I hope they ain't. <laughs> Amen. I don't want no... Turmoil. I was doing pretty good for the. Uh, I see how long I was doing pretty good for COVID coming into America. That's been a year ago, nearly. We've had a bad year. Looks like we're going to get a worse year. A feller told me right before twenty twenty went out. He said, "Can't get any worse." I said, "Oh yes, it can." Things December. I told this fella. He said. Can't be no worse. 2021, I'm glad to see it come. And it can't be no worse. I said, oh, yes, he can. But God's grace is sufficient. Amen. I believe that with all my heart. I'm not going to trust you. And I don't want you to trust me. But both of us and all of us together can trust God. Because he's never failed us yet. I don't lean on my own understanding. I lean on Him. I'm lifting mine eyes under the hills from whence come my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. When the last shot's fired and the smoke's all cleared away, God will be in control. Heads bowed.
Father, to help touch us this morning while they're coming for the music. I pray, dear God, that You'll show us what we need. And Lord, I pray what we said today, <coughs> that You'll direct it to the hearts of these men and women. Lord, You'll use it for Your glory and honor. May Your name be exalted. In Jesus' name we humbly pray. Amen. All right. Let's stand, please. We'll have a, mo- we'll have a song.